It is Wednesday, November 30th, 8.19 p.m. Week 12 is in the books. I just want it to be known I'm a private citizen of this country, the U.S. of A. I do not condone video footage, so if this gets posted in any way, shape, or form, it's an infringement on my rights. So we're going to break down everything that happens, so everyone just tune in, chill out, and let the good times roll. Welcome into another episode of the DNZ Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Zach, and I'm joined as always with my fellow LOC league mates, Drake and Nick. Welcome in, fellas. Sorry I missed you last week. It was Thanksgiving. Had to go meet with the family, so I uh, wasn't able to record last week. I apologize for my absence. You guys did a fire pod. Thank you. Welcome back. Good to have you back. And I mean, it's been a busy last week or so. I'm, I think I'm finally recovered from the weekend's mm-hmm. festivities. Got caught up on some Z's here and excited to talk about uh, this past week. And we've got a lot of stuff coming up here for LOC and fantasy football in general. Nick? I do not condone to my name, image, or likeness being used in this video. Yeah, we are kind of trying out video. We'll see if we actually post this one. We're just kind of messing around with it. We'll definitely still have it out on our podcast mm-hmm. outlets, yeah, as we'll definitely we have always the have. We'll have the audio, for sure. But uh, yeah, we maybe are bumping things up here a bit at the DNZ Fantasy Football Podcast. So uh, I would call it the CCP Fantasy Football Podcast, but No, that's I for our, that's for our other league. Nick Venn is a communist. Yeah, how did we get here? They, there's always a scapegoat, but I digress. I will not look in the direction of that camera, and we'll just keep things going as normal. You're it's, not supposed it, to look at the camera. It's zoomed in right on you right now. That's bullshit. He's zoomed in. That's mm-hmm. I'm sure it is. Yep. <laughs> All right. sure it is. Well, let's get into it. It was the Josh Jacobs week. That was fun. I got to reap the benefits of it, yeah. and I, I played against Josh Jacobs in one league, too, and survived that somehow. So I had, I had a good week. What about you, boys? So you got to use Josh Jacobs and play against Josh Jacobs and come out on top both ways. Correct. What's your secret? Um, I think Brooks had uh, Justin Fields, possibly, in his starting lineup mm-hmm. and got a zero from him there. So that was really the biggest factor. Let me actually pull it back up here. Yep, he had Justin Fields out with zero. Najee Harris went down with an injury. And also had Darnell Moody put up zero for him there as well. So getting two zeros from a player, with even with 50 from Josh Jacobs in this fat league with 16 starting roster spots, I was lucky. I yeah, I was, I was at the Chiefs game, and I was like just casually checking fantasy every now and then. And... You know, I, I was doing well. I, I scored, what, the second most points in the league this week. And I was really happy with where I was sitting at the end of the day. I was like, just so long as Josh Jacobs doesn't have an ungodly fucking game. Wash, I should, wash I, Wakeups. I, I should be good. And lo and behold, he goes and drops a 50-burger on my ass. And Yeah, I was on the way home out. from the, the Chiefs game. And they went into overtime, so I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get a Josh Jacobs touchdown. Just trying to be uh, positive in my outlook. Just need a little bit more points to kind of push myself over the edge. And all of a sudden, it was one in overtime. I didn't even get to see the play. I just saw the thing pop up. But yeah, no, that that was awesome. Yeah. Fuck Josh Jacobs. That's all I have to say. Fuck the Raiders. Fuck Lance Refrigeration. Uh, hey. Well, I was like... With all the games this past week, we had games on Thursday and stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there Monday night watching the Colts game, 
and I'd start sketching out. I was like, is this mm-hmm. Thursday night football? I didn't check my lineups. Do I, do I want to play Michael Pittman this week? I thought that was kind of funny. With all the games we've been having. I, there were just a lot of games right. in a short period of time. It's yeah. weird. It's fun, but it's weird having those three games on Thursday. Yeah, I had all my days mixed up, but Thursday, tomorrow, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Bill should have lost. That was bullshit. That started my day off on a bad note. Now it recovered. Had a great Thanksgiving. Who did they play? They didn't. They play Detroit. Uh, Detroit. Detroit. Mm-hmm. And they should have lost. It went all the way down to the wire. Even a tie would have been huge. Um, is Miami our new threat for the one seed? The Chiefs uh, should be worried about threat for the one seed. I they're the ones right behind yeah, us on our ass, and I guess probably. the Bills are too. But definitely our biggest competition, maybe outside of the Bengals. How competitive is that uh, AFC East? So they've got what? Bengals in that division. Miami's in that division. Bengals are in the north. Uh, so it would be AFC East. Is, yeah. Jets, Patriots, Bills, Miami. Right. So they might all make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The, they last currently week, are. Last week they were. I think New England skedaddled out. Right. Because I think the Bengals overtook them. So I think the Bengals and the Ravens, but the Ravens just lost. So they might have snuck out of that playoff picture. I'd have to double check that again. But I don't know what the hell's going on in Baltimore, but Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson has not been playing well. No, frauds. the AFC East is what the AFC West should have been this year. I do think Ravens are frauds, kind of. Yeah. Maybe even the Vikings, too. Maybe the Bills. The maybe, Vikings. Maybe the Bills. The Vikings I saw, and this might have been last week, but they were the only team that had like a record as good as they do, but had a negative point differential. Which Vikings. I think is, yeah, which is just wild because... I mean, you, they have eight wins. How are their eight right. wins and their two losses? Like that, their two losses were just by huge amounts of points, and they only have like one possession wins. So they've been playing some pretty bad quarterbacks. Yeah, very true on that too. Jordan Love kind of looked good in his few series. He really did, actually, and provides a little bit of hope there for Packers Moving fans. Forward, yeah. He had a, had a couple really good throws that. That impressed people. He hit Christian Watson on a play that reminded me of Pat Mahomes and Tyree Kill. Just kind of hit him on an in route across the middle of the field, and he just ran it yeah, sixty Christian yards for the Watson, touchdown. He's so fast. He is so fast. He's he just, looked really good these past couple weeks, and looked like the guy that they were wanting to draft to begin with. I saw Galactic Empire had him on the bench this week. I noticed that too. Might be time for him to a couple all bench players, but we'll get into it. Let's start with the injury report here. Um, it is a little bit of a long list, a couple guys that are out for the season, but we'll start at the quarterback position. Aaron Rodgers had a rib injury. I think they uh, labeled it as an oblique strain, unlikely to be 100% for two-plus weeks, but could play through the injury. Um, Rodgers said he plans on playing this week, so uh, I would expect him to play, but Jordan Love obviously is back up there. Damian Harris has a right thigh injury he left during the game. He's likely out multiple weeks. So it's already been Mondre season, but that will continue, and he should have a excellent stretch run. And mm-hmm. in redraft leagues where he was drafted, he is a legit league winner right there with Josh Jacobs. Uh, Michael Carter left ankle sprain; he's questionable for week t- thirteen. Travis Etienne left the game with a left foot injury. That's the same injury he dealt with his rookie season and missed the whole year for. Um, but I don't think it was to that small bone that he broke. I think it's just a Different type of injury in his left foot. So he's day-to-day. 
It's the duck feet. Right. <laughs> Dude, he does have like the duck feet where he's, he, you're totally Dude, right. I, I have those He runs feet. different. I bet he stands like I stand where I'll just be casually standing and my feet will be pointed outwards. I bet you he's got the same shit going on. Right. But he's likely to play. Um, but I mean, teams do lie. I mean, we can't, I don't think we could take that as factual. I think you definitely need to try and have a backup plan for Travis mm-hmm. Etienne. Um, and I thought it was weird because he was cleared to return in the game, but they decided to hold him out and not let him come back in. So I don't know. I just don't completely trust what's going on there personally. Um, Elijah Mitchell, another running back with an MCL sprain. He's out six to eight weeks. So that's pretty much uh, about as close as you can get to a season ending injury. That's brutal. And fantasy season ending injury. I know. And that's just Elijah Mitchell's entire career story. All he does is deal with injuries and misses time. Mm -hmm. And it sucks to see because he was a really good NFL running back. Christian McCaffrey there in San Fran as well has left knee tendonitis. He wore a strap on his knee in last week's game for a little bit. Um, it looks like it might be a, like an overuse injury. So the only true way to heal it is through like load management. So we might see a reduced workload for the rest of the season, if not for the first these next couple weeks. So that that sucks. Hate to see that. Uh, um, Najee Harris also had an oblique injury. Apparently, Fucked my bet. Apparently he escaped a major injury like a hernia maybe i think was a possibility and i escaped a major fucking win did you just have it any time did you have any time naji touchdown no, what was it, it wasn't my only leg i still wouldn't have hit my other cover leg so, but right i didn't get to be excited the whole second half it would have been the best second half of all time damn well naji harris may miss a week or two but jalen warren is set to return there after his hamstring deals so um like to see that for jalen warren uh, Darnell Mooney left high ankle sprain out for the season. He really had a rough start to the year, but really was starting to come on. But uh, sucks to see out for the season. Jacoby Myers AC joint sprain in his shoulder. He's day to day. Really the only wide receiver you want in New England. So um, Allen Robinson foot injury out for the season. Uh, Allen Robinson's story is just brutal. I mean, it, probably saw it coming, but. I fell into the training camp buzz for Allen Robinson and had him in like three or four leagues and it just did not go well. So his season is over and likely to never be the same. And that's the end of the injury report. Obviously there's a ton of other injuries going around. These are just the updated ones, the ones that happened here this past week. Allen Robinson is the king of fantasy fleece. He's up there Mm -hmm. with that because he had one good year in Chicago ever and then rode that for at least four years now at this point where everyone's like, no, this year, no, this year, exactly. no, this year. You're and like, now he's out for the season. I say we just bring out a coffin and bury him. Yeah, you're just like his quarterback situation is holding him back. Him being in Chicago is holding him back. And he didn't have the best QB situation this year no. either, but no. fuck him. Yeah. Fuck him. I mean, the beginning of the season, it looked fantastic, but uh, we all know how that's worked out so far. But uh, not a whole lot of news here this week, but... Um, a couple players expected back this week um, for the first time this season. Deshaun Watson set to start this week against the Texans, funny enough. And Jamar Chase should be back from that uh, hip injury against the Chiefs this week. So that's super exciting. We're going to have uh, that's even more funny. a heavyweight matchup this week between the Chiefs and Bengals. And it was interesting this week. Chiefs did make news by signing Melvin Gordon running back that was uh, released by Denver just Dude, a, we a couple weeks ago. We had him in an interrogation room down there. 
Not not that we wouldn't beat them straight up both ways, but you know we got him fucking strapped to a chair, flashlight in his eyes, like tell us everything. We're locking those two things down. We do still play the Broncos twice, which is crazy that we haven't played them even once yet. And they 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 flexed out. We were gonna play the Broncos on Sunday night in a few weeks, but they flexed out of it for the what is it, the Miami Chargers? Yep. Miami Char- Chargers game, mm-hmm. which uh, I think was a fantastic decision. Nobody needs to see Russell Wilson on primetime again. I'm fine with that, personally. And we also signed wide receiver Brian Edwards, who I forget where he was at last. It might have been the Raiders. He played for a little bit for the Raiders, I know that. Yeah. But, um, probably just practice squad uh, guys. We're locking that one down, too. But, uh, we got him strapped to a chair next to Melvin. <laughs> yep, we still got the Raiders one more time as well. But yeah, I mean, there's a prime, I mean, it's not prime time, but it is a heavyweight matchup this week between the Chiefs and Bengals. Like this, it, this game is, I'm looking forward to it. Sunday can't get here fast enough. Teams are already bickering on social media, shit talking back and forth. Jamar Chase and Justin Reed were, had a little bit of an exchange on Twitter here this week. And I, it's, we owe them, man. We, we need to get revenge on them. They, Knocked us out of the AFC Championship last yeah. year, and it was like I've almost blocked that entire game from my memory, and I just we've I'm got to get it back because this is an exact repeat of last season for the Bengals, where this win would be the turnaround for their season. And they've and already kind of started that, Jamar back. right? They, they, they've, they've already, yeah, they've had a really hot second half of the season, and yeah, beating the Kansas City Chiefs would just add that chip to on their so- shoulder and. Really kind of ride that wave into the playoffs. Yeah, nobody needs that. I hate If there's another third and long play to Jamar Chase and they get infinite penalties again to score that final touchdown, I think I'll quit watching football for the rest of the year. Because this wow. is looking just mm-hmm. like last year. Mm-hmm. Identical. Did we play them in Cincinnati last year during the regular season or they beat us at home? No, it was in Cincinnati and then we lost to them at home in the playoffs. They beat, us, they beat us twice last year. They beat us twice Dana, this year. Dana dragged me out. It was in 2022, both games. Because I think the first... Uh, the, the Bengals beat us. We didn't play the Bengals this year, yeah? No, I'm, I'm the calendar year. Got it. Got it yeah, yeah, in the calendar year. Okay. They, so if we lose, that would be three losses in one calendar year to the Bengals. Ooh. Absolutely can't have that if you're Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Plus, I mean, Mahomes just had second kid, Bronze. What a cool name. So it's Patrick Levon Mahomes, but it, it had like bronze and are they going to call him bronze? Is that like his nickname? I, I think guess? it's his nickname, but it's not are technically gonna... in his legal name. Maybe. So are they doing something really stupid where they have him like his real name, but then they're going to call him by like his middle name? Is that what they're doing? Well, something I think his middle name is still like Levon. That. That's a cool way to do it, man. Oh, oh shit! No. I think that was kind of. I did see was his that little, intentional? I did see his chain there. The dude's already got more freaking drip than I probably will ever have. And the dude's fresh out the fresh into the world here. <laughs> fresh like, out the fresh out the womb. Fresh in the out in the world. <laughs> and but yeah, super excited for that game here on Sunday. Uh Patrick Mahomes, he goes spread the ball around to everybody and we're gonna have a good time. I can already feel it. And uh just last thing on the news here. There's a buy-mageddon next week. There are six teams on buy next week. Who are they? It is the week before the playoffs, and teams need wins at that point. So in week 14, teams that are on buy, Indianapolis, Washington, Green Bay, New Orleans, Atlanta, and Chicago. That's like the best six teams that yeah, you can Yeah, I, I, I was about to say, there's maybe a combined wise. four players that are actually fantasy-relevant on those six teams. But that's, that's Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, 
That's uh, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, even, if you want to say that. Uh, Green Bay, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't want to say Christian Curtis Watson, Samuel. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon in New Orleans, Chris Olave, who's been playing really well lately, won't be there. Alvin Kamara won't be there. And ATL, I mean, fuck, nobody gives a fuck in there. Maybe Drake London is you forced to start that, him in some leagues. I, I know I am. And then no Justin Fields either. So, I mean, that that obviously these are maybe the teams you would like to have on by, but uh, a lot of players on by. So look ahead now, maybe plan for the future. I mean, those waiver wires next week could be super important. So maybe go through and try and do your uh, waiver wires now and try and just predict the future. Would you like having a bye week? Like earlier in the season or later in the season, do you think? If I was like a professional NFL player, mm-hmm. I don't know because they're long Probably seasons, later. and they're—I mean, especially for the younger guys, rookies and stuff. I mean, when they're in college, what they play 10, 11, 12 games, mm-hmm. like their season is over at this point. So whether you would rather have it week six, week seven, I mean, I would maybe—I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. I would almost want to have it earlier, I think, just to give myself like a midseason like breakup. At least with these teams, like none of them are really like fighting for a playoff spot. But if you're like banged up and all of that through the first eight, nine, maybe even ten weeks, I think I would want that rest then, as opposed to having to like gut it out for another four weeks and have my bye three weeks before the season ends. Yeah, I think you could certainly make an argument for both if you want yeah. to. I don't know. I was just thinking about that when I was looking because I felt like week 14 is really late yeah. to have a bye week. Wait, they had it last year. I know that for sure. Oh, did they have it? Did they have week, a week 14, 14 buys? And I think Indy was on that list last year too. It's very interesting. I remember Jonathan Taylor wasn't available for playoff or that first week before the playoffs. That's wild. But uh, that's the only news that I've got listed here. So let's maybe get, try and get into some LOC stuff, our League of Compromise. And uh, we'll talk about what results went down here this past week wasn't a ton of shakeup in the standing standings but uh was some movement made but nick are you ready for the fastest two minutes break us down what went down here and uh always ready week 12 always ready loc what all right all right in our first matchup it was clear skies and sunshine for the sunshine squad as they vanquished the war boys and keep their playoff push alive Blech. The War Boys can't catch a break as they fail to capitalize on Angry Josh's big day, and Tyler Higby went full Clayton Bigsby. Sunshine Squad employed a chubby assault and kept their distance most of the way en route to a 31-point victory. Sunshine Squad 159, War Boys 128. What? Moving on, our next showdown saw Lance Refrigeration pick up a bounce-back victory over the feisty Ramondra Raptors. The Ramondra Raptors battled fiercely with an all-out 58-point assault from just him, Jefferson, and just him, Herbert, as well as namesake Ramondra Raptor Stevenson. In the end, it was all about Josh Jacob Morgan's 50-burger burying the Raptors for good. Lance Refrigeration, 186. Ramondra Raptors, 172. Fuck! What? Our next game was the game of all games as the fading JT and companies picked up a tight victory over the Jamario Bros. Nobody needed a win more than these two, and it was Derek Carb leading the company to victory. The Jamario Bros wouldn't go down easy as Marathons have 26.219 Miles Sanders put up 31, but this was this one most likely came down to Jonathan Taylor Swift's uncredited fumble. I'm asking the commissioner to investigate. 
JT and company, 170. Jamario Bros, 165. Whoa, whoa, what? Moving on to our next matchup. It was another close one as the surging Arrowhead Choppers win again, taking down Team RDC 22 by five points. This one stinks of corruption as RDC 22 started two players for zero points and left the winning margin on his bench. I am again asking the commissioner to investigate. Only Zay It Ain't So Jones did anything exciting, putting up 28, and we have to ask, can anyone beat the Arrowhead Choppas, or is this the team of destiny? Arrowhead Choppas, 123. Team RDC, 22. 118. What? Rounding it all off, our final tilt featured the London Bridge, bringing the surging Galactic Empire back into the Milky Way. The London Bridge has won two straight, preparing for his final push to the top. Jesus Christ, Godwin's 29, and Jay all the way in Hertz continue to lead the bridge to new heights. The empire is down but not out as this owner will stop at nothing to secure his empire indefinitely. London Bridge, 168. Galactic Empire, 125. What? Damn, so you're... Are you calling me out, bro? Are you calling out the commissioner? I just What's want a deal, couple. Inv- I just want a couple of investigations. So you think RDC twenty two is tanking? Is that I it? I don't know if they're tanking. I don't know if the Arrowhead Shop has paid someone off. So I want Venmo records. I want tax returns. I want bank statements. I want text messages. I want phone calls. I don't think I'm I legally authorized to pull that. No, you are. You're commissioner. What, what even is the point for RDC? Like, what's the incentive for him to tank? It just gives you a better draft spot. It, it does him Chappas nothing. Arrowhead probably paid off RDC 22. Uh, so are we back on the Arrowhead Choppa's hate? Is this what this is all about? This stinks. This stinks. Choppa's doesn't even know RDC 22. I don't think right. they've ever even met. And, and they could prove this by providing all of their personal information. Well, I mean, what could Ryan have done different? I mean, he could have plugged in somebody in Moster, but Moster was a game time. He wasn't a game time decision. He was ruled out on Sunday. Yes, he should have taken him out and put somebody else in. Yeah, I'm if it was me, to I would have. You're involved. Yeah, but I mean, he had one guy out that he should have had in. You mentioned earlier that was ruled out. You on would the rather day of. Arrowhead Choppers make the playoffs than some of these other dudes that he would have been tied in. We would have had four teams at six and six. Yeah, because Choppers is trash. And you said trash, you'd rather bro. have the Choppers make the playoffs. So, are you involved? No. Really? You said yes earlier. You know, he had Kate Otten in there at tight end and put up a zero. You How had Ty- deep does this You had Tyler Higby in there that put up a zero this week for you. Are you tanking? The War Boys will never tank. They're just never. naturally bad? You're just naturally tanking. No. <laughs> yes. You're <laughs> tied for last. We did this two weeks ago. We explained how you I got You have here. the same record we as last place. We explained how I got to this point in the season and that I'm ready to destroy everyone and everything next year. You are kind of pulling a Chapas though, how in our other league, Chapas is calling out Hoy. You're doing the same thing right now. That's a, that's a smoke It's the same screen. scenario. Smoke screen there was from a, Chapas. A guy was ruled out on Sunday, wasn't taken out of the lineup like he should have been. And then had another guy in his lineup put up zero. I don't. I'm nothing. This close Ryan to doesn't benefit F- from anything. But yeah, we're let, gonna, we're gonna call let's move the on. FBI. The, the Choppas surge up to fourth place and just unreal. Like you're saying, are they mm-hmm. a team of destiny, or who, are they cheating? Who does he? Well, I guess we'll talk about who he's been making trades. He's been, he's been a mover. He's, he's a been, mover and shaker. He's done the a more lot. trades that this motherfucker goes down. I want investigations. I want phone records. I want everyone actually to submit all of their shit to me by midnight tonight. 
Arrow, the Choppers do play Zach. For Zach independent week. review. For someone who was bitching earlier this pod about personal privacy, you seem to be asking for a lot of personal information from these players. I'm a trusted source. Your Sauron's eye looking shit over here. I have no idea about that thing. I. It's plugged into my computer. Mm-hmm. I just want to give a shout and out. China. Shout out London Bridge. Defeated, and Iran. Defeated the Galactic Empire this week. Ended his streak of like four or five games. Thank you, London Bridge. I do need you to lose technically so I can reclaim first place. But hey, thank you, Blair. We needed Jared to go down there. Um, War Boys was waxed this week. Sorry, Venna. That's just what I had here. Um, but yeah, I mean, Zach, me and your your game was just unfortunate for you. Obviously, your team did absolutely fantastic. Second highest scoring team of the week. I I've had the highest points and losses. It's not fun. You would have literally beat everybody else. But I mean, Garrett Wilson on your bench, man. The fucking a. I I don't know. I would hate myself having a third. I. I I was just thinking, having a third-string quarterback, there's no way. Uh, who, let me pull up Sleeper here real Is quick. Is he technically third-string? He's like second-slash-third, him and Flacco. I, mean, I think Flacco would be second-string. Because, yeah, I mean, Flacco was the one playing early in the season with right. Wilson out. Um, let me go back to week 12 here, pull up this matchup. I was even more excited. I, I played Wilson in two redraft leagues this, this week. I was more excited for Garrett Wilson with uh, Matt White in the lineup. Thanks. Rub it in. The dude makes easy look easy, and Zach Wilson makes easy things look incredibly difficult. I had a Devontae Smith in there against Green Bay. It was a home game. I was hoping that Green Bay would focus all their effort on Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, but lo and fucking behold, I mean, he still only was targeted, I guess he was targeted nine times for only 50 yards, though. No red zone targets. And then my other flex spot, I had uh, Latavius Murray, and they were going up against fucking Carolina. And that game, it, it was in Carolina, but you would think it's sunny, it's warmer than fucking Denver is. And it's a Denver Bronco running right. back. Right, so... Not named Javante Williams. RIP. So I was I was hoping. I was, fingers were crossed. I didn't have a lot of faith in Wilson. It's just given the circumstances. I mean, they were playing Chicago. They have a pretty decent defense as well. Uh, it, it was a home game, which I guess I should have played into account, but I just didn't think with the third string quarterback, second, third string quarterback, it would have worked out. You live and you learn. I'm going to bench fucking Devonte Smith this week and he's probably going to score 30. So, so it's you, just the way the wheel turns. It was really just, you chose to start Devonte Smith over Garrett Wilson this week. That yeah. was essentially what you did. Pretty much. I mean, I, I wanted, yeah. I, I traded for a running back. I want more running backs on my team. Oh yeah, Rashad White looked real nice this week. Rashad White, Jesus, he, he, he was a benefactor of another game that got into overtime as well. I, I may regret that trade, but we shall see. I, I love Traylon Burks. Hey, homeboy scored a touchdown this week. Did he get his That's first TD? He was on your bench, wasn't he? No, uh, Traylon Burks got his first touchdown last week. Oh, but he recovered that Derrick Henry fumble after his long run. He, Burks <laughs> recovered that in the end zone for a fumble touchdown. Is that what that was? Yeah. So he ended up with like 17 points or something. I was wondering what that fucking... Because it looked weird scoring on Sleeper where it said fumble TD. I was curious to know what that meant. Or yep. if it, like he fumbled but also and scored that, a TD. that play had huge ramifications in one for of our gambling. matchups as well. There was For a ma- gambling. Oh, that, absolutely. That too. Fuck. For you, didn't Are you? Are you shitting me? Weren't you just and missing it wasn't a, just me. You were just missing a Derrick Henry anytime touchdown? Yeah, that's right. Was that the right. one thing that fucked you? Yeah, that's right. 
Jeez. Well, it also fucked uh, Jamario Bros against JT and company. Um, obviously, Jamario Bros has Derrick Henry, and that fumble, like he ended up losing by like three or four points, and that fumble literally would have, uh, if that didn't happen, Jamario Bros would have beat JT and company. Investigate. But it still came down to Jonathan Taylor on Monday night to score 15 or so Investigate. points. Derrick Henry knew about I our can't. league. He well, knew. Okay. Well, I thought you were going to come at me for the the Matt Ryan, how he was credited have you been talking with the to fumble. Derek Henry? I wish. Hmm. I'd have him on the pod if I talked to him. How deep That'd does That'd be pretty this fucking go? cool. Derek Henry, if you listen to this podcast, we'd love to have you on. How King. deep does this shit go? But you were getting mad at... It's not my fault they credited Matt Ryan for the fumble instead of Jonathan Taylor. How the hell is that my fault? I can't choose who Sleeper credits the fumble to, what the stat sheet says. I don't know if you can or can't. He technically can. I can't adjust points. Remember your all-aggressive you push to move everything over to Sleeper? That's that's pretty sus. That is something I want to figure out in the offseason, whether we want to keep, like, if, if they fumble the ball but recover it, should that still be negative points? I think a fumble should be minus one, and then a fumble loss should be minus two. So if you fumble it and the other team but recovers it, that's minus time. three. So but yeah, not I, at the same time. Yeah, it should, should it be, be minus two max? Yeah, it should be minus two for fumble lost max. And then minus one if he just fumbles. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we have it set up that way currently. Ah, uh, so you get one for the fumble and two for the fumble loss. So it's you either get one or you get three. Huh. Yeah, that's something we can look into. We'll get on that in the off season. Uh, someone else, the surging Choppas, getting up to fourth place. I know he's on the roll. He's on a roll. He's got you. This you, you got to set the story straight. There, we got to come correct and bring him back down to earth. Well, if my team. Plays like they did last week. I think I have a pretty good shot. I uh, picked up a tight end off the waiver wire. I got the Cincinnati tight end. Hayden so, Hurst? Yep. Right right, he, he was on the waiver wire. Yeah, you got so. Kyle Pitts. I'm going to text Pitts on right IR. now. I'm putting him on subpoena. Fucking uh, Mike Gusecki got me zero, one target, one drop. So uh, Mike Gusecki's season might be over for me. I was a, uh, I was really hopeful for him. He's still TE11, but uh, I don't know if I have it here on our video I think I did. I left out tight ends, kickers, and defenses as far as like point scored goes. Did Gasecki put up a zero this week? Yeah, he did. Jeez Louise. Yeah, so I had a, I had a te zero too. So there was three tight ends starting this week in LSC that all put up zero. Yep, yep. So I mean, with those injuries, was Goddard, Ertz, Pitts. I mean, people are desperate right now at tight end. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, tight end's one of those positions. I almost think it might be more valuable than getting like a top tier uh, wide receiver, just because. I mean, that could be... It makes a difference. It does. Because when you look at the other teams, they don't have uh, a guy. Pulling this up on Sleeper here real quick. Um, da, 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 da. Dalton Schultz was TE1 this week with 19 points. But yeah, if two, we just go on, two tutties. If we just go on the season, uh, Travis Kelsey is tight end one with 240 points. Um, tight end two, Mark Andrews, guess how many points? It's probably a big difference. Like a 50-point difference. Yes. What was Kelsey at again? 240. I bet Andrew's at 198. Lower. 175. 143. Holy shit. So there's almost a 100-point difference between TE1 and TE2. Should Kelsey have been the 101 in redraft leagues? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's what I I'm mean, thinking. in hindsight, but... In tight end premium, but absolutely should have been. But if we're looking, if looking like he would, be tight at, or he would be wide receiver four or five. That's insane. He'd be wide receiver five. Shit, he'd be quarterback. He'd be quarterback three or it, six. He'd be quarterback six. And this past week, he only put up fifteen points, and that seems like a down week for him. Yeah, like 
obviously 15 points is fantastic, but especially from your tight end position. Yeah. Cause I mean, you think for the most part, I mean, I think wide receiver was the closest bunched up group in the top 10. Obviously your one is going to be by far and above your 10, but I, I just subpoenaed Nate on behalf of this podcast. But it's just interesting when you think about just redraft and also like fantasy value, just kind of, I know. Pull, pull, he, pulling those numbers if, together. If you picked Kelsey in the first round of your fantasy drafts this year, your team's probably doing A-OK. Yeah. He'd be uh, running back four. And if you drafted Josh Jacobs, you'd, your team's doing A-OK. He'd be running back three. God damn. That's he crazy. He was going in like the fourth, fifth rounds of redraft leagues. Mm-hmm. Like, my God. I'm still so glad I traded for him in LOC. So, fantastic. Yeah. Love Josh Jacobs. That's wild. Um. Nate has been subpoenaed. Do we want to get into your picks of the week here yet, all Nick? Of his docs. Yeah, Nick, do you have your, do you have your picks we're ready? We're gonna have him testify live here yes. next Wednesday. We'll have the Chapas on. We'll get to the bottom of this story here. What is really going on between the Chapas and RDC twenty two? Disgusting. So it's not just by. RDC twenty two. You're involved. I don't know how deep this goes. Okay, I'm here, bro. I'll show up. I'll I'll answer any questions you have. Give us your picks. How did what was your record here this past week? Can we can you go through the results and what what uh, your record was? Well, we went two and three again. Dude, is that the third straight week you've gone two it and three? It is, it is, but that puts us at thirty two and twenty eight. Still in the green, still in the green. Um, I picked myself to stay kind of hot and beat the Sunshine Squad. That didn't work out. I did pick you over the Raptors, uh, Jamario Bros. I picked over JT and Company. That didn't work out. Uh, the Choppas I did pick over Team RDC 22. Um, that doesn't mean I'm involved in the pending investigation. I don't know. That's pretty sketchy. No. No, it's not. No no money was wagered. No, if you're saying um, I'm sketchy, I can call you sketchy. No. No. You're yes. involved. You're the commissioner who won't launch an investigation. You already had a cover story. We'll get into this next week. Galactic Empire I also picked over London Bridge. That didn't work out. So I'm at 32 and 28 on the year which is over 500. Is that your goal? As long as you stay over 500, you, will you be satisfied with your picks? I mean, yeah. Your it next picks of the week. It means I'm a winner. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, shit. It, it's tricky. And this week, there was a lot of close games. There was only like one or two games that was like you could do a true blowout. Like there was a lot of close games. I was in a ton of close games throughout my fantasy leagues this week. Monday night was one of the most stressful Monday nights I've had. Ended up winning by .44 in one league. Like, just had a lot of close stuff go down. And really thankful to win in most of those leagues. But do you have your picks ready for the upcoming week here? Week 13? Two I weeks do. away from the playoffs, I believe. I do. Have you, did you guys see the countdown thing pop up? Yeah, that's pretty Whole, sick. Oh, my it's God. It's kind of stressful. Yes. I was, uh, <laughs> obviously, playoffs are stressful. I and mean, that, I'm already eliminated, but it's still any kind of a timer. 14 days and three hours. In 16 minutes, like playoffs are two less than two weeks away. Yeah, pretty nerve wracking. But I think as long as you're in the playoffs, you just really got to hope for the best. But do you have your picks here for week 13? It's a vital week. Let me hear what you got. Okay, we have the Galactic Empire taking down the War Boys. Are you picking yourself to lose? Yes. Whoa. Lance Refrigeration. Taking down JT and Company. Sunshine Squad taking down RDC 22. The Raptors over Arrowhead Choppas. 
Are you actually picking me to win? This like a microscope. That game will be super interesting. Whether or not uh, like Najee Harris is available, whether or not Mike Williams is available, Justin Fields is available. Like I agree, that's going to be a really interesting game. But uh, Ramondrosaurus Rex, that's your pick. All right. And then uh, London Bridge over Jamario Bros. I've I've really I've been fighting for Jamario Bros. all season, but it's getting it's getting kind of hard. He what does have, have you done for me recently? He does have Jamar Chase coming back, but he's got James Conner on by as well. Uh, I'm not sure what he's going to do with his second quarterback spot this week. He's got Andy Dalton is the only one that's going to be a starting quarterback this week for Jamario Bros. And he's on a three game losing streak. And it seems like it may be a perfect bounce back game where he just has one of those Jamario Bros games where he goes off and is able to pull it off with the Bengals and a Jamar Chase Burrow stack. But I mean, London Bridge is a uh, a tough matchup. It was a very tough matchup. And for game of the week, um, this one is harder than any week so far because all of everyone in ev- any matchup is either in the playoffs or they're playing the bottom of the league. There's no matchups in the shit of the league or a top playing a bottom is pretty much what's happening right yeah. now. Yeah, it's very spread out. So for game of the week, I I honestly my was leaning towards the Raptors and the Choppas. I like it. I think that has the most implications at play, especially with the corruption we're uncovering right now so i don't think it's rdc 22 i think the choppas have a whole cabal in place i think there's there's all kinds of things we could what's even a cabal going on it's a group of people up to something evil <laughs> and i think that's what's going on so he's got he's got a group of people helping him orchestrate we, we this we couldn't even fathom what's actually going on that's why we need to start digging into you this. think he's got to be doing this in other leagues not just loc i think so Damn, Chappas. Hopefully, he'll be on to clear his name, hopefully. Hopefully, for his sake. People go to jail for this. I don't think he'll be going to jail. I'm not laughing. I don't think that's true. If I'm the prosecutor... Sauron's eye. I'm not laughing. Am I the prosecutor for this? Do I get to... No, you're involved. You're involved. We're going to have to bring in an independent judge. I'll probably be the judge. You find the facts that link me to this, and I will indulge just <laughs> turn over your blood type and high school diploma okay so fucking weird <laughs> what the blood type <laughs> diploma well right. you ask for his social security number as well while you're at it i already have that well i maybe i need another beer so let's take a quick break before we get into our last segment here of the week um so we will be right back so we're going to do a little bit of a rookie redraft or just right re-rankings not necessarily redraft uh Drake came up with the list of the rookies and kind of what is it like top 12, top 15, something like that. Yep, I've got 13 players listed here, just a 22 rookie class re-rank. And uh, I mean, we can feel free to, I'm just going to run, I made it in like two seconds. So um, this isn't really set in stone. We can maybe jibber jabber whether we want to move guys up or down here. But let's start at the top. And I've got Brees Hall still listed here at the top, despite the injury, the ACL injury he's suffered earlier this year. Um, I could maybe get on board with K-Walk there at number one, but I still do like Brees Hall long-term. And, I mean, do you guys have any disagreements with that? Brees Hall up at the top? Go to the top three, because I think that's a discussion. Brees Hall at number one. I've got, actually, Chris Olave at number two, and then I've got Kenneth Walker there at number three. Okay, okay. So, 
I have Brees and Olave on my team. Yeah, so you love you love this list. You're not going to disagree with that. If I had to, I would almost say we just got to factor in. First and foremost, I would probably put K Walk over Olave. Not not by too much, but just I don't hate that. Probably I, I don't know. Um, and should... then from there, it's almost uh, K Walk or Brees. That's almost a coin flip. So I think the whole top three is really really good. My personal, we should almost put it in tiers. Those guys, all, all yeah. three of those, maybe in the first tier. See, and I would, and I, I, would I would almost agree with even, that. I would maybe maybe even put Brees K Walk in their own tier. And Olave in his own tier. Would you before put the next guys? You think I've got Garrett Wilson number four here? I'd put Garrett Wilson and Olave in the same category. Um, He's looked great. I, I would put Brees and K Walk kind of in their own, and then Garrett and Olave in their I, own. I guess my biggest concern for Garrett Wilson is that next season, when Brees Hall is healthy, I mean they were a more of a run dominant team. I mean, I guess when Flacco was playing, there was multiple games where Flacco threw the ball like 50 times. But uh, they really started to move to Brees a ton more, and you saw a little bit less from Garrett Wilson. And now with Brees Hall gone, Garrett Wilson is the offense. So how much does that change next season? Who knows? But the talent is there. The big playability is there. And it doesn't even matter if Matt White's throwing him the ball. I mean, I can kind of see this. You can say the same thing about Olave with Alvin Kamara. So... Um, yeah, Kamara, they just don't... The biggest red flag with both of those guys is kind of the quarterback question for the future. Um, But it could only get better, right? Yeah, that's true. It can only get better. could only get better. Mm -hmm. Couldn't get worse, right? Couldn't get worse than Andy Dalton. Right? Zach Wilson. I hope. Mr. White, yeah. I I know, dude. Bad bad year to be a quarterback last name Wilson. So, yeah. I I would put Brees Brees and K-Walk, especially just (laughs) since... I mean, running backs are so valuable, especially in Dynasty. So I do think that top four is pretty solidified. Yeah. I think you could go a few different ways with this uh, fifth spot, but I still have Drake London here at, at uh, number five. Um, I think we originally controversial. We originally had him in the top two, top three preseason, mm-hmm. and I mean, I we it's just he hasn't done a whole lot. He hasn't done what Olave's done. He hasn't done what Garrett Wilson has done. But I mean. He's working with Marcus Mariota as his damn quarterback. There was a play this week where he had a, a shoestring-type catch that was an unbelievable catch. He was able to get his hands under it, secure the ball, was good for like a 15, 20-yard gain. But you watch the replay, he didn't have a defender within 5, 10 yards of him. Nate just and responded to his subpoena. He said he will be here. So I just want everyone to know this is, is he, a very serious He will fully, fully cooperate. I'll ask him right now. If you're listening, Nate, you have to fully ask cooperate. No, you better show up in a suit. No attorney. Show up in you a damn really suit if you have any respect for the law. Okay, let's get back to our re-rank. You know what's really interesting? I just looked up these stats. So Drake London, George Pickens, and Christian Watson. Uh, as far as wide receiver ranks go, George Pickens is 41. Drake London is 42. And Christian Watson's 46. Damn. And that's what we've got here. We've got Drake London, George Pickens, and Christian Watson. Is it's that's the order I've got it currently in this little re-rank. And, I mean, I think George Pickens, arguably, over maybe Damian Pierce, is the highest riser since the off se- since the beginning of the season to now. Mm-hmm. George Pickens looks Quote, fantastic. Nate Hilder, Nate Hilder right now. I said, wear a suit if you have any respect for the law. He said, I don't. All right, continue. Mm-hmm. Yikes. We know all we need to know. 
But uh, yeah, Drake London at five. I mean, he just he's guilty. Got, he's got a Mariota problem. I'm really excited to see what he can do next season, depending on what they do with that quarterback position. But uh, here at six and seven, George Pickens and Christian Watson. I think you could really flip a coin between these two. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I don't. I genuinely, genuinely think you could just flip a coin and who who you would rather have. I mean, I think recency bias will tell you Christian Watson, but I think George Pickens has just been so consistent this year, especially being what like the second or third option in that offense. It seems like some weeks they totally rely on him, and then some weeks he somehow scores you like ten to twelve points. Yeah, Christian Watson. He, I mean, he's that Tyreek Hill type where he's just a big play waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. And then George Pickens commands targets. He should have had a touchdown, la- a Dude couple touchdowns last ball. week. Dudes was dropping balls last week. He had some Who? good catches, George Pickens, but he had like three drops. Really? Oh, last week. Yeah. Not, not this week, but the last week. No, this most recent game he played in, he had like three huge drops at the time. He definitely made up for it, but he was dropping balls. I don't think he had the right gloves on or something. Gloves are everything. They play Atlanta this week, so I think Pickens is bound for a big game here this coming week. I hope so because I need uh, I need what's his nuts, Kenny Pickett to do well this week with mm-hmm. Kyler Murray on by. But uh, yeah, Pickens, Watson, kind of back to back there. Uh, really, I mean, even London, you could entertain those if you wanted to currently. But I mean, this stuff changes constantly. Traylon Burks, we got him listed here at eight. I think that was actually where he was drafted. No, did you pick? Did you pick what? Traylon Burks at seven. No. And then you picked Wilson at nine. And then no, I, I was I, at eight it, it and picked flip, Sky Moore. It, it was flip-flopped. I, no, you, you you picked Burks first. Did I pick Burks and then Wilson? Yes. Interesting. Because yeah. I would have picked Burks and I picked Sky Moore, unfortunately, over Garrett Wilson. And you ended up with freaking Traylon Burks. Yep. Garrett Wilson it. and George Pickens. But obviously Burks is now a player owned you, by uh, you Lance Refrigeration. Your, you ended up getting your guy. But yeah, Traylon Burks here at eight. Uh, haven't seen what we maybe... I mean, he's been hurt most of the year, but he's really come on the last few weeks. Rashad White at number nine. Back-to-back here with Traylon Burks. Big fan of Rashad White. He had a 19-point game here this past week. I think he had nine receptions, mm-hmm. if not nine targets. One or the other out of the backfield this week. He's always going to have that upside. Who knows how it's going to develop for him next season. But uh, should have fantasy relevance here the rest of the season. And I think this is maybe hot takey, but not in my eyes. I've got Damian Pierce right behind Rashad White in my in these rankings. Yeah, is that I something would, you guys agree with? Should would, Damian Pierce be higher? I would disagree, um, but it's hard to tell. I would maybe put him up. I would be in the eight and then having a discussion about Christian Watson or Damian Pierce. I think he's a victim of Houston being inept yeah just an awful offense like he was going off and now they're like we're gonna give him no carries well i would almost argue that like i I would say you're probably why i would maybe have him up above rashad white and the only reason i think the hottest take you have on here is drake london all the way at five because he's been pretty dog shit all year not his fault at the same time i agree i would probably flip-flop him and watson if yeah i would probably flip-flop him and watson but uh, as far as the two running backs, I would maybe flip flop them as well, just because we have a larger sample size from Damian Pierce. We can we know he's capable of rushing for over 100 yards and having back to back weeks of what are they more giving him like carries. 14 carries in like two weeks combined or some shit like that? Who? Damian Pierce. Pierce. They like ain't giving this dude the ball. I unless I have outdated data, I'm pretty sure that he had like back to back weeks with like 20 or 30 carries. 
Pull this up real quick. But yeah, I, I just think we've seen more out of Damian Pierce. I mean, he's RB18 as a rookie, which I think is fantastic. Okay, um, this past week, um, Damian P- Pierce had 4.6 points. Uh, he had 16 total yards. He had uh, eight yards on five rushing attempts, and he caught three of his six targets. What so, the fuck? Um, he had even less than 12. I, I think, it, yeah, so that's... I was looking at uh, weeks 10 and 11 when, or 9 and 10 when he had 27 and 17. Yeah, he hasn't scored over 15 points since week 7. I think a product of that, though, is just being down and always having to throw the football. Yeah, and just being a dog shit offense. I think the rest of this list, though, honestly, we might might have been good with the top 10. I like how you fully fleshed it out, but... I don't think any of these next three dudes get me excited at all. I would put one J-Mo. of them has a potential to make. We've me never excited. even seen Jamison Williams exactly. play. That's exactly. why I would just put He's him at the, the bottom, just because has, we don't know. He has the potential. I um, put him at eleven here after Damian Pierce, so Jamo in the eleven round range, and then I've got Kenny Pickett and Sky Moore to round out this top thirteen. I, see, I, I just think it's telling that we can all get excited about Jamo. We even have him at eleven here over two dudes that we've seen what they can do all year so far. He does, he does come into a crowded offense. Mm-hmm. He does come into a crowded offense, but he, I wouldn't. He should be active this week. He should be suited up. He might be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would maybe probably not. just. I would leave JMO just off this list, and then I would maybe flip flop Kenny Pickett and Sky Moore, uh, just because I see more potential for Sky Moore. Because I hope he, man. he he has he has Patrick Mahomes, and as a receiver, Patrick Mahomes is going to help you. Uh, the only thing that hurts him is just being in a crowded wide receiver room, which maybe next year that changes. Um, but Kenny Pickett, I think we've seen pretty much what Kenny Pickett can do. No, I mean there. Are... I don't agree with that. He's steadily progressing and is not a finished product. He is. I agree with you. He's not a finished product. We... I just think it's going to be harder to. I'm biased. Kind of see those, the fruits of his labor like increase. I would say if we, like you're just re-ranking it, I would put Sky more above Kenny Pickett. I love Kenny Pick. He's got that little bit of a rushing ability as well. He could put up 50 yards each week. I agree. Which super helps. But, yeah, I mean, the verdict is still out on Kenny Pickett, but I'm a little bit biased. And I still believe in the – I mean, he's a good quarterback three for your super flex roster, I would say. But, yeah, Sky Sky Moore, I hope you're right. I mean, it it has seemed he's he's had to – he needed to kind of play a little bit better and be Mm -hmm. a part of the offense the past few weeks, and he has. And I think one thing that he hasn't been had success with this past few weeks is that second play that Mahomes is able to create. Yeah, he's able to go off his route, find open space, and make a play happen after the original play call. And I think that's gonna you need to do that if you are an offense with Patrick Mahomes. I think we've also kind of seen that catch radius a lot of analysts and scouts were talking about as well. Uh, he's been making like on that kind of semi pseudo wheel route or out and up that he ran. And Patrick Mahomes kind of like led him a little too far, but like he just reached out those hands and snagged that ball. He it was a good snag, yeah, fingertips. He, he's looking really good, and I think just becoming a little more accustomed to the offense. I know people were talking about Kadarius Tony and like how he came in and immediately made a difference. I think some of that came down to, hey, you're going to run this route, and we're either going to give you the ball or we're just going to look away from you. And I mean. You can teach me to do that in Andy Reid's offense. And if I'm just going to run five routes a game, I can run a route. And if I'm not open, don't throw me the football. Maybe that's just me. 
Yeah, maybe some honorable honorable mentions would maybe be like uh, Jahan Dotson. You could maybe throw in there. Uh, I mean, Brian Robinson had a really good week last week. Who else? Is anybody else come to mind? Jahan Dotson, I totally forgot about that guy. I feel like he either has like hot streaks or very cold streaks. He was like scoring touchdowns out the ass to start the season, but yeah. uh, has dealt with a little bit of an injury hamstring deal. 18 points the first two weeks, 3-13, was out for four five weeks, and then 2-2-0. Two, two, I do still like Dawson. I think he'd, he he would figure into that top 15 somehow. Yeah. I, I would maybe... He would but, probably be behind, uh, ahead of Sky Moore, I but would I, say. But I love this class. I'm an owner of Brees. Love it. Owner of Drake London. Love it. Now an owner of Traylon Burks. Got Rashad White in one Dynasty League as well. Got Kenny Pickett and Sky Moore. I think this is a really good class. And uh, obviously super excited for next year's class. And can't wait to I dive in I think next that. year's class is going to be a little bit more exciting. Uh, we'll definitely try and do what we did. I think that might be something we talk about next week. Yeah, absolutely. We, we need to start diving into it sooner than later. And uh, start to get a grasp on these guys and just get these names straight. And I mean, people are declaring for the NFL right now. So I saw Will Levis declared for the NFL. So quarterback talk. Will, will Nick's takes on quarterbacks be just as good as they were last year? He, he's fired. You mean spot the fuck on? I feel like my I can't evaluate quarterbacks maybe as well as I would like. So I'm gonna be relying on you there, Nick. All right. That makes sense. But yeah, I can't wait to dive into the 23 rookie yeah. class in the off season. We did a little bit of that. Last uh, offseason, it was a lot of fun. God, we need to do a full recap of all our takes that we've made this year and, yes. and what came true and what didn't come true. And we should have half the episode dedicated to how fiercely you guys battled me. Rashad White was my sleeper. Quarterbacks. Rashad White was my sleeper before the draft. Brandon Ayuk was one of my breakout players. You still don't know about the quarterbacks. They could be in, they could be out. I know. Patrick Mahomes, he waited a season before he became QB1. But I was sold on him as QB1 as soon as we drafted him. I can prove this okay. as well. You never know. But I uh, think that'll pretty much conclude this episode of the DNZ Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, thank you for maybe viewing if we end up deciding to post the video of this podcast as well. Uh, really enjoy you guys coming in and taking a listen to us every week. Uh, we have some new and exciting stuff coming out in the near future. Uh, weekly episodes give us a follow on uh, twitter youtube but we're on spotify and apple podcasts and we but, will finally have a league member that hasn't been on yet next week and arrowhead choppers so tune in for that he'll, next week he'll be, he has to same be time here. next right. week he'll, he'll, he'll be so he'll be this isn't, this isn't he'll be accounting for his crimes we're an entertaining guest this is so. this is going to be something he's required to do he went from reaching out asking to be on the pod to now being required to be on the pod by yeah. court mandate yes so exactly. tune in next week on the DNZ Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time.